Hey, hey, everyone. Welcome to your regularly scheduled program, 13 Reasons Why, back with the fourth season. And I'm Hermie, and I'm the 13th reason. So, TK, would you care to elaborate on that for me? Well, um, yeah, considering the fact that the listeners don't know that we had to actually run this back, that is going to be the reason why you are the 13th reason why. Your Wi-Fi is trash. Please get a new box. I recommend Xfinity or Comcast because I don't know what Burger King Wi-Fi or KFC Wi-Fi that you are using, Hermie, but it has to stop. But I heard Xfinity was bad, so that's all I'm saying. All right, um, PC. I'm so absolutely flustered. Bro. I still don't know what's going on. Maybe is this like your like idea for for like humiliation? Do you have like a humiliation kink, Hermie? Is is that why you're doing this? I- no. Just... Anyways, I'm Hermie, your moderator this evening, and let's get into some sports news surfacing in the week. So up first, reports are saying Tiger Woods was spotted in Augusta late last week, fueling rumors the infamous player will be competing in this year's Masters Tournament, which will set to begin this Thursday. So let's just say it will be quite interesting if Tiger joins this year and would definitely be one to watch out for and to potentially win it all. Obviously, it's Tiger Woods. He's a big name. He's won multiple times, so he's definitely no stranger to the Masters. Um, And then let's get into wrestling. As some of you have probably heard by now, I know everyone on the podcast has because it was set in our group chat, Bianca Belair defeated Becky Lynch to win the Raw Women's Championship. It is truly remarkable to see Bianca in action and to dominate in her sport as well. So congrats to Bianca from us at We Hate Sports. I know PC and Trey were talking about it, but it's a really cool moment in history for us. And it was just awesome. All right, ladies and gents, let's get into our introductions from the boys. Um, TK. Well, ladies and gentlemen. We are past April 1st, which means that all April Fool's jokes are officially over. And ladies and gentlemen, it is no April Fool's joke. Russell Wilson is really a Denver Bronco. Be afraid. Be very, very afraid. Okay, I regret going to TK first. Um, (laughs) Johnny? The Heat won four straight after losing four straight last week. Everything just changed in one week. All right. Tolu? Ladies and gentlemen, we are seeing Joel Embiid play. <laughs> this man literally just messed up. My- I hate you, Sean. Dickie, go away. All right, Sean? As Gianni mentioned, the Heat are back. They had the worst week of the season, the entire season. 0-4, horrible run, but we're back. We beat Trey's bum Boston Celtics. All right. Um, Trey, I just want everyone to know he was 15 minutes late for the podcast today. So, Trey, explain yourself, defend yourself. What do you have to say about that? I'm not defending nothing. I gave a heads up, but I will tell you this Sean, you're a fraud, okay? That fluke win. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the voice of the very first RPW double champion. 
Now, I'm not a double champ no more. It was a short reign, but nonetheless, I made history. But I'm also the first tag team champion as well. On the same night, might I add you, I'm just that guy. I'm the GOAT, Breakout Star 2022. I am here. Sean, you're still a fraud. I hate you. And I love <laughs> everyone else on this podcast. Aw, we hate you too. All right. And last but not least, TC, which was very confused at the beginning of this podcast. I don't know if he's still confused. PC, how are you feeling now? Trey had a Mickey Mouse reign because his double championship reign only lasted about two minutes. Um, but none of that matters. Because in we trivia today, your boy PC, the A co-host, doesn't win. I'm officially sacrificing my spot in the next trivia. Y'all going down. That that's oh. cool and all, but I just want y'all to know that, that okay. while we do this trivia, I'm also eating. So you know, I'm gonna try to balance it because you know I got the food right here. I he already the, has excuses. I got he already has right excuses. Told I'm just saying. Told That's just why saying, he was My fingers he might be a little bit greasy. Zimbabwe, Zimbabwe, go ahead and turn your camera around for me real quick. Go ahead and turn your camera around real quick. Go ahead and... You, Zimbabwe. Yeah. And keep going. Like keep that. going. Keep going right. Keep going right. Nigga, right. Nigga, not right. Not, not left. Yeah. All right. All right. You're good. All right. Make it, I got to make sure, boy. You guys know what time it is. It's the first week of the month, so we're going to do what we do, which is We Hate Trivia 12. Yes, guys, we are doing We Hate Trivia, and boy, do I have some juicy questions for you guys. Um, so I missed the last time, so I actually didn't know who lost, so I just went ahead and made the questions. So we were actually having everyone play trivia today, so it's going to be a special trivia. Uh, but we have good questions. I got good questions for these guys. So, Trey, how you feeling tonight? You feeling lucky? You feeling like you're going to break the losing streak? Clearly he's feeling hungry. I got some for you. Watch this, right? I don't know if you can read it. Cons- hold up. Conspiracy trivia? Two question marks? Hell yeah. Because this is Bro, are you wearing, are you wearing a Kentucky Fried Chicken shirt? No. <laughs> Oh, that's a box. Oh, okay. That's a box. <laughs> My bad, bro. This man really, sucks. You really think I'm obese? <laughs> you really think I'm obese? <laughs> but yeah, anyways. Bro, it, it's conspiracy trivia. At this point, I'm just... Everyone's against me at this point. That's what it is. Excuses. You, wait, I, Shut before up, we move Sean, on, you I just want to say, of my... say this. Trey, you've been living off this same thing for like two months. Bro, let it go. But TK, let it this, go. Though. No, but TK, <laughs> peak this. I have been coming in second for the past three or four weeks. This can't keep happening. We can't let people like Sean and Zimbabwe keep getting double. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so we are going to get to trivia, guys. So the rules are the same as always. You have to have a paper and something to write with. You have to show the camera your answer. Um, I have four categories and one bonus question to determine who will be our next champion. The categories this week are football, basketball, college basketball, and the hodgepodge questions. And we will have three levels of difficulty ranging from easy to hard with one point for easy, two points for medium, and three points for hard. And hodgepodge questions will be worth five points. So those are the ones that you need to get if you're slipping in the first half of the game. 
So the bonus question will be a Jeopardy style, and the guys can bet all of their points that they have won up to that point. And the person with the most points at the end will be crowned our new We Hate Trivia champion. And hopefully it's not Tolu again, but if it is, I'll respect it. And who's ready? You guys all ready? No, we're not ready, Hermie. <laughs> yes, I'm ready. Okay. Hermie, I was born ready. You're bo- See, that's what I wanted, Trey. Thank you. Trey's my new favorite to win now. All right. Okay. <laughs> so let's get into the first category, and it's going to be football. And we're going to start with the easy question. So what wide receiver caused a sensation during his rookie season with a one-handed catch? Is it Sammy Watkins, Odell Beckham Jr., Devontae Adams, or Antonio Brown? Whoever gets this wrong, I'm kicking you off the call, bro. You suck, Sean. I just want you to know you suck. This man dipping fries and mayonnaise, bro. It's not mayonnaise, okay? You're Inverted. disgusting. It's You're ranch. A dis- <laughs> You're a disgusting it's monkey, bro. It's ranch. Oh, you heard me? Didn't take more than ten seconds. Like it did, Like, how, could you take any more time? It didn't take that long enough for us to answer this question. All right, um, TK, what did you put? Cortland Sutton. No, I'm just joking. I told B Odell Beckham. So you can see that. <laughs> Okay, Sean, what did you put? We can't hear you. Stupid. You're on mute. You're <laughs> Giants legend. Okay. PC, what did you put? Okay. Trey, what did you put? I put B, Odell Beckham. I don't know if you can see that. I'm not trying to get my paper in the ranch. but. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Tolu, what did you put? Odell Beckham Jr. And Gianni, what did you put? Um, Odell as well. All right. Hermie, don't forget to call Tolu first. Oh, first. okay. We'll call Tolu first. Okay. So the answer to the easy football question is Odell Beckham Jr. Everyone got it right. Except Sean. Oh, he, sorry. Yeah, he, said Dev- he said Devontae Adams. I said OBJ, Herman, do not be gullible. <laughs> he said OBJ, he said OBJ. Okay, so everyone gets one point. Congrats. All right, so it's only going to get harder from here. The medium question is, what company manufactures this Super Bowl trophy? Is it Cartier, Louis Vuitton, Rolex, or Tiffany? How the hell would who like what knows this, bro? Um, sports fans? No, no, there's no sports fans walking around saying, Oh, by the way, did you know the NFL trophy is made by blah blah blah? Look that shit up. Right. Like who who the hell is saying you see that Rolex trophy? No one's saying that. Like <laughs> <laughs> Okay, anyways, Tolu, what did you put? I picked Louis Vuitton. Okay. Sean, what did you put? I'm pretty sure it's one of those two, but I picked Tiffany. Okay. Hey, what did you put? Oh, oh you oh. said Trey? My bad. No, I said TK. Oh, see, I thought you said Trey. I chose yeah. C for Rolex. 
looks like okay. I'm wrong. Trey, what did you put? I also put C for Rolex. Yeah, I'm wrong. Yeah. I'm wrong. Okay. Uh, PC, what did you put? So okay. And Johnny, what did you put? I picked A. Which was Cartier? Okay. Yeah. All right. So the answer is, might shock you guys, Tiffany. Tiffany & Co. has made the Super Bowl trophy since the beginning. Don was the only one that got it right. Nobody else is special not Trey the Fraud. Oh my gosh, you're the uh, gets two points, so he's in the lead now. All right, so let's get into the final football question. This one's the hard one. How many touchdowns has Patrick Mahomes made in his career with the Kansas City Chiefs up to this point? Is it 151, 183, 216, or 135. Sean got PTSD from that toilet. He can't even listen right. Okay, Tolu, what did you put? I picked 183. Okay. Sean, what did you put? I picked five. Okay. TK, what did you put? I chose A as well. Okay. PC, <clears throat> what did you put? C. Okay. Trey, what did you put? I also put C for 216. I feel like he uh, hasn't thrown that much, though. Like I feel like that was too much. I wanted to say that. I was like, nah. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Last one. Um, 151. All right. Okay. So, how many touchdowns has Patrick Mahomes made in his career with the Kansas Chiefs? It is 151. Yes, let's so, go. Scott, PK and Sean, I believe, yeah, I all got it. So this was, I knew he played four full seasons, and I was thinking he had about like 40 touchdowns for each season, so I just wanted to do the closest number to 160. Yeah, I feel like uh, 200 was way too much, bro. Like, Patrick Mahomes is that nigga, but like, I feel me. like he hasn't, <laughs> he hasn't reached 200 yet, at least. Like, I feel like it, Bird, how many I feel like, seasons I feel like, he played? Yeah, I feel like it would have been a, a way huge story if he would have thrown that many touchdowns by now. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, good job, guys. So that concludes the football category. So next we're going to move into basketball. So we're going to start with the easy question. Name one of the three current point guards for the Miami Heat. And this one's not multiple choice. You just got to name one of them. Of the point point guards. Right? Point guards, yes. They're Sean, you suck, bro. You really suck. All right, Tolu. What'd you put? I picked uh Kyle Lowry and what is what was it, Gabe Vincent? Is he a point guard? Yes. Wait, I think, yeah, I wait. Wait, we had to name one of them, right? Or all three? Just one. You only had to name oh, one. Okay. Yeah. Well, Tolu's to just being extra, but that's okay. All right, Sean, what did you put? Nigerian Damian Lillard, Gabe Vincent, and Big Booty Lowry, BBL. <laughs> oh, my, oh my goodness. Okay. All right. Jesus Christ, bro. TK, what did you put? I also put BBL Kyle Lowry. 
<laughs> PC, what did you put? Man, jazz, that's for me. I love it. Okay, munching over there. What did you put? Yeah, I didn't write it down because I was eating, but Kyle Lowry. Mm, all right, Gianni, what did you put? Kyle Lowry as well. Tomato. <laughs> all right, so everyone correctly named one of the point guards from Miami Heat. So everyone gets one point. I, I wanted, hey, smart. I wanted somebody. I really wanted somebody to say hero so bad, bro, so I could laugh. Yeah, yeah I wanted somebody to say hero, bro. Yeah, that's why I wanted somebody to say it, bro, so they could get it wrong. Guys. Tyler Hero. I was hoping the name. All right. Um, let's get into the medium question for basketball. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, 2011 to 2012 Spurs rookie. Kawhi Leonard was selected with which overall pick? Was it 10th, 12th, 8th, or 15th? Ooh, TK looks confident. I'm very confident. You're very confident? Ooh, okay, we'll see. Yeah, because because I actually knew Tolu back in 2011, 2012 when he was a Spurs fan. So, like, he used to, like, get me. What? <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> Can you okay. Me, what did you put? Did you not answer yet? Oh, I did. No, I think you said Oh, you said 12? Okay. Sean, what did you put? Drafted 15th overall by the Indiana Pacers and traded for George Hill to the San Antonio Spurs. My hey. guy. Hey, Sean, got everything. Okay. Oh, just follow me next, Hermie. Go ahead. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, also chose 15th. I wish he could. I think he could see it. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, yeah I chose 15th okay. as well. All right. PC, what did you put? Let me see. 15th. All right. Trade over there. The Wait, are you dipping fries in ranch? That's mayonnaise. That is mayonnaise. Oh. <laughs> Anyways, what did you put, Trey? I had got it wrong. I put 10. Okay. Gianni, what did you see? put? 15. Honest man. An honest man. <laughs> All right. So the answer is he was drafted 15th. So Sean, five, five, Sean. TK, PC, Johnny, I'll get two points. Gianni. Oh. It could have had Kawhi Leonard Total and Paul George. L. Both of you guys. Double L. But if I got it know right, your basketball facts. No, that actually was a that actually was really easy though. I remember he specifically got I traded. Got it that's, right. how, I'm that's how I remembered it was 15. Because I, I I I always think how stupid the Pacers are for making that trade back. Could have had Kawhi Leonard. Yeah. And Paul George. And Paul, yeah, Paul George. Oh, yeah, that's true. Oh, they God. No, that they never wild. knew Kawhi was going to be that. They definitely no, no, no. You know who did? You know who didn't know? Why was going to be this good? Greg. Greg. He knew. All right. So let's get into the hard question. So which NBA star played his final game against the Utah Jazz in April 2016, scoring a season-high 60 points? Come on. That's too Won 96 easy. points victory. 
This is not hard question. This is hard. That's too easy. This is not hard, bro. Strong, you're kicked off the you show. You don't know I this. Thought, I'm okay, kicking you should. off the show. I now, thought someone would get like tripped her, up. Okay. How many? How many? Actually, I'm not even gonna say it yet until you you call on Tolu. But you know how many of this certain team's fans are on this call right now? Well, actually, it's just me because Tolu's a fake fan. So never mind. Actually, it was a pretty good question. <laughs> but good question. Good question. <laughs> okay. So was it Kevin Garnett? Josh Howard, Kobe oh, Bryant. Don't need the option. Yeah, you don't even need to read the options for me. Just Let go me ahead. And say you can just yeah. <laughs> you don't know this thing. Get off the phone. This without the options, that's your own fault. Oh my gosh. I can't. Okay. All right, Tolu. What's the answer? Um, I picked uh, Julius Randle. What? I'm kidding you. No, Kobe. Oh, Julius Randle was on that team. That's why I picked that. All right, Sean, what's the answer? All right, TK. Come on now. It's Kobe Bryant. All right. PC, what did you put? Aww. That's cute. Okay, Trey, what did you put? No, if you can see that, Kobe Bryant. Mamba mentality. Sean is a fraud. Shut the hell up. We clean them greasy ass fingers. Hey, yeah, my thing, my fingers are pretty greasy, but I'm done eating, so we're good to go now. Oh, okay. Johnny, what did you put? Kobe. All right. So I guess my hard question was not hard after all, and everyone got it right. TK, that shot is broke. Three points. Not at all, boy. I've seen TK shoot the ball. It's so bad. Tolu, your biggest <laughs> strength so is your dunk. He shoots, that is it. He shoots you like, he shoots like Michael K. Gilkis, bro. You, bro, like Tolu run, rim runs. Tolu, Tolu rim runs. You run up, Tolu. You run a 7-4 in the 40. You are slow, and your footwork is terrible, <laughs> my God. TK, I will dunk on you every DeAndre day. Jordan. Tolu is DeAndre Jordan. Every day of the week. Sean, I will baby you, bro. Dead ass baby you. You're a baby. And we're also baby me. That man said he's going to put you in a rush. We are going. Okay, we're moving on. We're going to get into college basketball now. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. I'm done for. Yeah, I'm done for. This is. Yep. I feel like PC might get some of these. We'll see. Yeah, it's going to be PC or Sean. He wasn't really watching the games. I texted him and he said he wasn't really watching, so we'll see. Okay, so we're going to start with the easy question. Which team has made the most Final Four appearances in championship history? Is it UCLA, North Carolina, Duke, or Kentucky? Oh, I'm assuming PC knows. All right. Tolu, what did you put? I picked North Carolina. All right. North Sean- Carolina. Duke, but I picked Kentucky. All right. TK, what did you put? Yeah, I feel like I'm wrong, but I went UNC. You mean you, you, uh, oh, North Carolina? Uh, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Um, PC, what did you put? Yeah, right. And Trey, what did you put? I went with North Carolina. I know if y'all see that. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the answer is. 
UCLA. UCLA has the most appearances. Come on now. Westbrook. And so if I remember, Westbrook so is second, or, or Duke or Kentucky is second, one of those. Most championship so college basketball history. That's so all I knew. Yep. So Herman, are you sure PC had nothing to do with the questions this week? Oh, he, yeah, it was 100%. I, I, John, watched, bro. I watched Madness Giants and, here, and I figured I would do college basketball questions. <laughs> all, you, all you have to think about John Wooden outside of and Roy Williams, one of the greatest college basketball head coaches of all time. That man has Wait, 11. So, 11. So, North is, so who's number two? I know Hermie just said it, but I didn't hear. Is it's, it North Carolina? No, no, no. North Carolina is not even in the top five. Oh, wow. What? Oh, wait, wait. That's... No, actually, I think it's like five, actually. No, that okay. is. I was like, there's right, no that's... way, bro. Yeah. And well, then I think Kentucky's the second and third ones, but I forgot when I looked at it. So, yeah. All right, let's get into the medium question. So... Hopefully you guys can get some points here or else you guys are going to let PC sweep. But who are the two teams playing to win the NCAA tournament? Mm. Is it the Peacocks and the Wildcats, the Bulldogs versus the Badgers, the Blue Devils versus the Tigers, or the Tar Heels versus the Jayhawks? Shut up, Sean. <laughs> <laughs> That man hates you, bro. He just hates you. He does. Okay, totally. what did you put? I picked the Tar Heels versus the Jayhawks. It should have been Duke because they got robbed. We did. We did. But that's another conversation for another day, bro. We'll talk about it later. Okay, Sean, what did you put? Robbed. Okay. First UNC. Which one? UNC, the Jayhawks versus Tar Heels. Oh, okay. All right, TK, if you could stop smoking for a second and let us know what you put. No, I'm going to do both. But I chose um, Kansas versus UNCD, Tar Heels and uh, Jayhawks. Jayhawks, all right. PC, what did you put? FYI, by the way, nobody goes a damn about North Carolina owns them. Uh, is Tar Heels taking on UJ? Go Tar Heels! You know, you know, you know, I'm glad PC said that because I'm just going to say two, uh, one quick thing. It's uh, it, In order to own somebody, it cannot be tied 50 to 50. I'll just pay we that. are tied. We are tied. Let's pay that. I'll, okay, wait. I just want to say a quick story really quick. I went to the bar the other day to go watch the Duke uh, Tar Heels game or whatever. And... Hermie, uh, Hermie, Hermie. No, wait, no, no. Wait, wait. Guess what? Hermie, guess what? Guess what? We do not care. We don't. Hermie, how can y'all afford? I was the only one rooting for the Tar Heels there. Hermie, y'all can afford bars, but y'all can't afford plastic bags. Something's wrong. wrong. (laughs) We we are environmentally conscious, okay? Anyways, Trey, what did you put? Hermie, where did you go? Well. It should have been Boston College versus the Jayhawks, but I'll let that go. We got the Jayhawks versus the Tar Heels. Rock chalk, baby, because Ben is going for the Tar Heels. So I got to go against them. All right. So the answer is (coughs) the Tar Heels versus the Jayhawks. Everyone got it right. I'm happy everyone got it right. So everyone gets two points. 
I really only know this question because TK and them was bitching about how Duke got hold. So no, we really did. I mean, <laughs> we did. Talk about they it. did got hold. We did. We did. <clears throat> okay. That should have been an and one at the end. And the rest so, us the whole game. Let's but whatever. Do the hard question. Who is the NCAA Player of the Year? Is it Johnny Davis, Keegan Murray, Oscar Tishibwe, or Jabari Smith? I have no idea. That's why it's a hard question. Okay, what did you put? I picked Oscar Tukwapwe. All right, Sean, what did you put? I picked Jabari Smith. I'm not sure if he was player of the year, but I know out of all of these guys, he's the highest ranked and NBA draft prospect. So I went okay. with him. TK, what'd you pick? I probably think so, yeah. Yeah, I also told D Jabari Smith as well. All right, PC, what did you put? <clears throat> I put whoever he was. I think it was Murray. He was Keegan Murray, all right? And Trey, what did you put? Well, this might come as a surprise to you, Hermie, but I chose D for Jabari Smith because he has the name of a hooper. So I just, hey, why not? He has the name of a baller. I mean, I see it. I see it. All right, Johnny, what did you put? Okay, I put D, um, Jabari Parker. Jabari Smith. Oh, Jamar Smith. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Uh, I, I just want to know she said Oscar's name wrong too. It's Oscar Tashibwe, but all right. Anyways, so Player of the Year, as dubbed by the NCAA, is Oscar Tashibwe. Somehow Tony got it right and beat all of you guys and got three points out of it. I don't know how, but he did. <laughs> yes. If you don't ask this who the female, was, if you asked who the female player of the year was, I know who that was. That was really awesome. But. Mm. All right. So <clears throat> we are going to get into our hodgepodge questions, and there's three of them. So I decided for this week's trivia to do something a little different. So I am going to send you guys in the group chat a picture of a player now i cropped out their eyes and everything so you because like you can tell immediately like just by eyes and everything so i cropped the picture but it's going to be a picture of a player and you have to name who the player is and Ooh. this is worth five points the jersey so, he benefits huh? so because he could just hop on his phone and check the answer who that is yeah so yeah it benefits Tolu anyways because he's been wait, a fan of so wait, many wait, teams, wait. So. Just send it, Hermie, just send it in here. Don't send it in the group chat. Send it in here. Okay. Yeah. I'll send it here. Wait, what can we do? Like the jersey and the jersey number? That's what we about to find out. Yeah, Tolu, you're not getting no chance to cheat, buddy. Matter of fact, put your phone Tolu, put your, prop your phone up somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. If you're not cheating, throw your phone against the wall. <laughs> Bruh, Hermie, this okay, doesn't so, help oh, this is, Are you serious, no, Hermie? That's, that's so easy. Okay, are we supposed to guess who that is? Yeah, you have to name who it is. 
Oh, right. okay. Now I get it. I opened the full picture. Okay. Let me open a full <laughs> picture even real quick. Just to make sure. How do I see how do I go to the to the chat? Uh Hermie, this is Hodgepodge, you said? Yeah. All right. So this is forty-five points. If you can correctly identify. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's too easy. That's too easy. Is right? it? That's way too easy. That's way too easy. Good job, Hermie. You with us. <laughs> I I thought it was a cool question. What's crazy is I didn't I, I knew who it was and I didn't even have to open the full picture. I just opened it and then I saw a little really? bit of the face. The face gave it away. Dang, I should have cropped more of the face. Yeah, I mean it's LeBron James, obviously. Like, come on, you I should cop your face, Remy. Okay, anyways. So, um, uh, Toby, did you figure out what team you're going right. to next year? Shut up, Trey. Something funny, Sean? Holu, what's your answer? I picked future Los Angeles Lakers, Donovan Mitchell. Yes, sir. You niggas yes, think sir. you be getting everybody every year. Ironic. You're a Celtics fan. Ironic. I don't always send Photoshop to him. We're getting this for your next. Shut your mouth. Sean, what did you put? <clears throat> Wrong. The correct answer is future Heatle, Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> no one wants to go to the Heat, buddy. Sean thinks the Heat are getting everybody too, so. And a good amount of stars, LeBron James being one of them. Yeah, well, Hermie, they're both nice. idiots because it's actually not Donovan Mitchell. It's Nikolai Jokic. No, I'm just joking. I, t- I put Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what? what did you put? Um, all are actually wrong. It is future Detroit Piston Donovan Mitchell. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah, you, you can't even troll right. You can't well, troll right. You all are wrong because that's clearly Bo Bo. Nah, we just playing. It's Donovan. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, Gianni, last Donovan one. Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> all right. Okay, so the player in the picture is Donovan Mitchell from the Jazz. So everyone gets five points. Yes, Ain't that your favorite team, Hermie? No. Yep. Damn racist. You're a it Mormon. Is, it is. So next hodgepodge question. Who led the NFL in receiving yards last year? So 2021. Is it Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, Cooper Cup, or Justin Jefferson? All right. <laughs> So, Tolu, what did you put? I picked the Super Bowl MVP and the man that made Eli Apple look like burnt toast. Tell her the name. She doesn't know who that is, fool. Nobody wants to see your Pizza Hut bag, sir. Say the name. Are you going to say the name, monkey? She can't read it. No. That says Calvin Cup. I said Cooper Cup. Can you guys not hear? Jeez. No, no. We, we couldn't hear you. Yeah, you didn't say anything. All right. Anyways, Sean, what did you put? Cooper Cup, and that's how you speak to him. Cooper Cup. <laughs> that man really wrote Calvin. Yeah, he did two therapy sessions for real. TK. Did you say TK? I, I chose did. Cooper Cup. I chose Cooper Cock. Huh? <laughs> I chose Cooper. I said Cooper Cup. 
hell? So we're just going to let that you slide. No, no, we're not going to let it slide. No, that no. is not what you said, TK. I said Cooper. All right, anyways, PC, what did you put? I also put Cooper Cup. <laughs> yep. Okay. Trey, what did you put? Emphasis on cup. Cooper Cup, everyone. Cooper yes. Cup. All right, Gianni, what did you put? Cooper Cup. All right. So the answer is Cooper Cup. He was Who's number over there one. getting abused. Yes, sir. Thank you, <laughs> Cup, for shutting Eli Apple up. I really appreciate it. So everyone that. gets five Who points. in your dorm or across the room was getting abused? Nah, bro. Who's getting tortured in your house right now? Hermes. No one? Me? What? Wait, me? Oh. Oh. Yeah, I'm abusing my roommate, bro. Yeah, he's so loud. <laughs> yeah. Jet fan. Keep abusing. <laughs> Sean, <laughs> shut up, please. So everyone got five points. So we are going to move on to the last hodgepodge question. Which Williams sister has more Grand Slam titles? And bonus, if you can name how many titles the sister has. So is it Serena or Venus? I pick Serena Williams and I pick 22. Okay. Sean? I pick Serena. I put seven. Okay, TK, what did you put? I can't see that. You're muted, and we can see. And you're muted. <laughs> oh, my bad. I told Serena in 24 titles. Okay, PC? Uh, I also told Serena. Okay. And Trey, what did you put? I put Serena Williams, and I didn't care to guess the how many titles. That's fair. Johnny, what did you put? I put Serena Williams, 12 titles. All right. So, I have good news and I have bad news. The good news is everyone got it right as far as the Tolu, sister. Tolu got the right amount. No, 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 no. Let me, let me finish. So, everyone got Serena. It is Serena Williams. She's obviously the GOAT. Um, but as far as titles go only one person in this call got it right and will get bonus points and that person is pc pc is the only one to get it right it what did he say titles. he said 23 23 so everyone so else is really close i, I, I was 22 though one off. i told you got 24 but pc is the only one that got 23 i told y'all in the intro that i'm winning this week that wasn't a damn prediction. Yeah. It was a spoiler. Well, you, you do it realize, was a spoiler because you, you made these questions. You realize the game isn't over yet. You, you're right? literally winning by like two points, PC. Yeah, Hermie, can we He's hear not our, our, can we hear, like, yeah, what? Can we hear our Can we hear our points now? Because I know we're about to go to the last question. Facts. Okay, yes. So let's do a little recap of where everyone is at. So Tolu is on the board with 25 points. TK is on the board with 27 points. Gianni is on the board with 27 points as well. Sean is on the board with 29 points. Trey is in last place with 22 points. And PC 
is on the board with 24 points, but kind of caught up a little bit to you guys with the last question. So first place is Sean, last place is Trey as of now. So that's when this bonus question is coming in and we are going to see who is crowned the new champion. So first, before we even do the question, I'm gonna go around and ask you guys how many points you want to wager and you can wager up to as many points as you have. Start from so, the lowest to the highest. I'll start lowest. Okay, Sean, how many points? Wait, no, no, not Sean. Trey, how many points do you want? <laughs> Sorry, Sean. I'm a, I'm a wager 10. 10? Okay. Um, who is? Oh, um, PC. All in. All in? All right. Tolu, how many points do you want to wager? All of them. All of them? All right. Um, TK, how many points do you want to wager? I ain't no bitch. All of them. <laughs> okay. Johnny, how many points do you want to wager? I'm going to wager 20. 20? All right. Racially motivated. What the? Okay. Anyways, Sean, at the top, this is a pretty hard decision you got to make. But how many points do you want to wager? And keep in mind... This may or may not solidify your spot as the champion. 27. Okay. All right. So the bonus question is, it's a basketball question. I had to. I'm sorry. Tristan Thompson. So Tristan Thompson made his first NBA start as a replacement for which player? And you have to name the player. No multiple choice. Nothing. You got to know. Um, give us our hand. Thank you very much. Wait a minute. I, oh. Oh, wait. Yeah, it, I, it, know, I know. It makes sense if you know who it is. This is one of LeBron's favorite people in the entire world. I know this. This was definitely a, a question, like, favorite to build it. Okay. Uh, Are you guys ready to give me your answers? Tolu, we're going to start with you. What was your answer? Anderson Bergeau. Okay, Sean, yes, what did you... Yes, sir. Anderson Bergeau. Okay. TK, what did you put? I also chose Anderson Averejao. Okay. PC, what did you put? Also went Anderson Bear. Okay. Trey, what did you put? I said Anderson. Hold up. I said Anderson Vergeau. I don't know if you can see it. Okay. Johnny, what did you put? Anderson Vergeau as well. It's not Anderson, it's Anderson. Yeah, that's why I said Anderson Vergeau. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, well, damn. All right. So the answer is Anderson Varejo. <laughs> what? I don't know how you pronounce it. Whatever. It's, it's Varejo. Just, just what did you write? Me? That's what he put. He just pronounced it wrong. Yeah. Okay. So everyone got it right. It says Anderson Varejo. 
How did you once still... You, once you put the Brazil, I kind of put two and two and together. Because he's Brazilian. Well, yeah. yeah. So I'd be close to him before the hint. I was between him and Zilgoskis. But I think Zilgoskis... Dixie is a Brazilian. Yeah, what I'm wait, hearing wait, 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 wait. I said before the hint, Tolu. Who cares? Who covered? Who won? Who won? Who won? You know my body. I didn't need to wager at all. I wagered 27. Oh, he yeah, he won. then yeah, Sean won. Yeah, Sean won. Damn. Y'all let the white man win. Have some shit. I don't care. At least totally. What do you have to say now, Trey? Am I still a Mickey Mouse champion? Am I still a fraud? Wait, 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 wait. Uh, How many points did I end up with? Because I got it right. I wagered 10. Gianni only wagered 2. So, you got enough. 32. No, wait, Gianni did not wager 2. He did. No, he didn't. I, I wagered 20. Yeah, he hey. wagered 20. Cat, who wagered two? No nobody wagered two. Bro. Nobody, nobody doesn't want to lose. Oh, okay, then I'll take the L. I could have scored someone wager two. That's why I wagered two. It doesn't matter because I'm a fraud. Mickey Mouse win once again. No, Mickey Mouse. That was all deserved. There was no cheating. This man, Sean, is a rat. You see how he wins and then runs off the screen? He is a rat. You are a Mickey Mouse champ. I have to check the lines. Okay. Well, thank you guys for playing We Hate Trivia. It was fun. How did you guys like the question? Didn't really like them, but I only got two wrong. We're going to come back stronger next trivia. Yeah, next week we're going to have really good questions, too. All yeah, right. I'm, so... I'm going to be helping them out. Mm-hmm. All right. So that concludes our We Hate Trivia for the week. And a reminder for the listeners, we are coming back next week with trivia as well. Yes, you heard that right. Back-to-back trivia. We're coming back better than ever. And Sean is going to defend his title. So we'll see next week. Everyone get prepared. Okay. So I am pleased to announce a new segment to our show. Brought to you by our very own G-Man, Gianni. It's called Stickball Central, and he is going to recap the off-season moves and give the winners and losers entering the season from the off-season. So, Gianni, you have the floor. Go ahead and tell us your stuff. All right. Um, welcome to the baseball season. It's about to start on Thursday. Um, the off-season was like like a lot of things happened, like, there was, like, a little bit of signings and, like, trades. Like, Matt Chapman got traded to Toronto. That was, like, a big deal um, to start the offseason, basically. Um, and then the lockout happened. And after that, Correa signed with the Twins. Um, you, you saw, like, a lot of, like, trades, like, small trades happening. But I think the two biggest deals, honestly, was Correa. Um, really gain trade to Minnesota, actually signing with Minnesota because really that was a really like a shocker to start um, the, the free agency after the lockout, honestly. But there was a lot of big moves. I think like to start, you know, with the all season, it was like a little slow to begin with, but then, you know, it picked up like usually it's like that every time. But then once, you know, the lockout happened, everything got shut down, of course. But then everything like went really, really quick to start um, free agency when it came back. So I went with like winners. I had like three winners and three losers. 
And for my winners to start, the three winners is I think the first winner has to be the Dodgers because adding Freddie Freeman was huge for them, honestly. Um, that was like a big move for them because I think like that lineup is so explosive, top to bottom, one through nine. They have everybody that can probably hit 30 to 40 home runs um, per year, basically. So to me, that team needed um, – I think that team needed more offense because their offense struggled against the Braves in a little bit at times in the playoffs. So I think that was like um, a big move that because Fred Freeman was um, was linked to the Red Sox, was linked to the Yankees as well. So the Dodgers beat everyone out basically, and that was a huge move. So I have to go with the first winner as the biggest winner, honestly, the Dodgers. The number two winner, I'm going to go with the Atlanta Braves. Even though they lost um, Freddie Freeman, they traded for Matt Olson. That is a pretty good player um, from Oakland. And that kind of changed a little bit um, their plans because without Freddie Freeman, they need a replacement very quick. And honestly, that was like the best choice they can find. So I have to say that move in that division – kind of shake up that division because at first I thought the Phillies were the favorites or the Mets would be like the favorites. But now I think this move and getting Rodno Acuna Jr. back is huge. It's, it's just going to help their offense. They have one of the best pitching in, in the league. So I have to say the Braves are the number two winner. For the number three winner, I have to go with the Toronto Blue Jays. Them getting Matt Chapman was huge because – they lost um, Marcus Simeon to the Rangers. And they lost um, Robbie Ray, I think, to the, the Mariners. So they needed um, more offense. Their pitching is fine um, if they stay healthy. And, and they have the biggest advantage, home field advantage ever. Because in Toronto, if you're not vaccinated, you can't play um, those games. So whoever is not vaccinated there's going to be teams that are missing players going into Toronto. So that's a big home field advantage, and that's probably going to make them the favorites in the American League. Okay, for the losers, I have to go with the Oakland A's as the first one um, because um, when their season ended, they always they're like their season always ends either in a wild card dump or they lose in the division series. Like, they, they can't overcome. I don't know, like, they're kind of like the Cincinnati Bengals of um, baseball before, you know, the Bengals won the Super Bowl. Actually, they got to the Super Bowl. Um, in my opinion, like, they traded Matt Olson, Matt Chapman. They, they kind of, like, like, took all their offensive, like, weapons and, and like, traded them. And I feel like, they kind of panic a little bit too much um, with those moves. Um, so I have to say they're number one. I think they're going to finish last in their division. They're going to probably lose 100 games because they're going to do more trades and more moves. So I have to say they're going to be like in the, the bottom with maybe Oakland. Like they're going to, like Oakland is going to be in the bottom with Baltimore and, and Pittsburgh, honestly. They're going to be, like, in the bottom five around there. 
for the second loser, I have to go with the Cincinnati Reds because at first they said that they wanted to compete. And in my opinion, when I when I saw like you know some moves that they did, they didn't really make any impactful moves to the point that they're they're going to like overcome and, and win that division because that division has the Cardinals, who are a little inconsistent here and there, the Brewers that are like mediocre. So that division um, was there for the taking, honestly, for them. And they didn't do any impactful moves to, to do that, and they lost some players in free agency. So I have to go with them for number two as the losers. Number three, I have to say the New York Yankees. Um, they, they failed to sign Carlos Correa. They failed to, to, to add, you know, more pitching. They, they failed to, to improve the bottom of the lineup. So, like, there's a lot of holes on the offense. The pitching maybe needs, like, other starter. But um, it, it's just awful offseason. And in that division with Boston adding Tor- Torian, Trevor um, story, and then Toronto adding Chapman, and then you got Tampa Bay that won 100 games last season. So, honestly, that team... Like, he's probably going to finish fourth in the division. Or third, if lucky. Um, so, those are my winners and my losers. And entering the season, because now I, I'm going to do this weekly. Next week, we're going to be talking about, you know, the week, like recapping the weekend games because the season starts on Thursday. Um, next week, when we're going to be recapping the games, certain big moments that happen. And we're gonna get our World Series pick from everyone in the in the call. Um, WrestleMania is coming up, so we got an important off the top rope coming up for you guys, specially coached by our master chefs PC and Trey. So take it away, boys. WrestleMania was last night and Saturday night. Um, and- I. I you guys are acting like I didn't know this. It's coming. Uh, I meant it's coming up like on the podcast, like we're talking oh, about it. About talk about WrestleMania. Okay, you cap. Um, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm with you. I'm. I'm. A, I'm believe you. I, I believe you. Um. Anyways, so uh, it's time for WrestleMania off the top rope with the boys, PC and Trey. Uh, Trey. Oh man, what a weekend. What a weekend full of amazing wrestling, uh, full of wonderful moments. Truly lived up to the moniker of the most stupendous two-night event in Mania history, wouldn't you say? Yeah, man. It actually lived up to the moniker, like you said. Hey, at first we were skeptical, but it turned out to be just fine. Uh, Trey, this week, of course, review all the matches from not only WrestleMania weekend, but from Stand and Deliver. But uh, first, I know you, you brought on guests with us for this week for OTTR. Yes, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, I want to introduce you. My guy, Dre. Met him at the day one pay-per-view in Atlanta. Dre, say what's up, Dre. What's good, y'all? What's good, y'all? Happy to be here. Mason, have you on, Dre? I know that you, uh, you submitted a hot take for us. Uh, it was like a couple episodes back, and you had a lot to say. You were very insightful. So I know that you're going to bring a lot of knowledge uh, to our segment this week. Um, so, like I said, boys, it's, it's been 
a lot of uh, lots to cover on OTTR this week with WrestleMania weekend and standing deliver. Um, but of course, um, due to complaints from certain members of the podcast, uh, apparently we took 17 hours this week. So I came up with a, a compromise. So um, I made a little mini segment within our segment. And this segment is called the five minute squash. For those who don't know, the squash is a squash match essentially meaning a wrestler absolutely dominates another wrestler in the ring. And they essentially go over very well. So the five-minute squash, think of it like Chris Berman's two-minute drill. We are just going over all the matches and who won from Sand Deliver as well as WrestleMania nights one and two. So with that being said, I'm going to put five minutes on the clock right here. Um, and we're actually going to go over Stand and Deliver first. Uh, Stand Deliver was a pretty awesome pay-per-view, in my opinion. XC 2.0, first uh, event back in a actual arena for NXC. Let's actually get started with all the matches starting right now. Starting with the kickoff match between um, Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai taking on uh, Toxic Attractions, Gigi Dolan, and JC Jane for the XC Women's Tag Team titles. And wow, surprise, surprise, Kai, Gonzalez, they're back together, and they managed to pick up the victory with some help from Wendy Chu. We'll have to see where that storyline goes. Now, we kicked off the show properly with the XC North American Championship ladder match. Carmelo Hayes, the A-Champ going into it, taking on the Brayton Waller, Cameron Grimes, Santos Escobar, and Solo Sokoa. And it saw Cameron Grimes take it all the way to the moon in a memorable match, a really fun match to kick off, stand and deliver. I'll see how the fall of that um, match goes. And then in the next match, we had Tommaso Ciampa to get on Tony D'Angelo in Ciampa's last NXT match. It was emotional. It was powerful. It did see Tony D'Angelo pick up the win. But at the end, Triple H came out in his first public appearance in WWE since the health scare, and he gave Champa a big old hug and a send-off fitting for a guy like Champa. Thank you for the memories, Tommaso. The next matchup, NXT Tag Team Championships in a triple threat match. Imperium, Marcel Bartel, Fabian Eichner, taking on the Creed brothers, Brutus and Julius, and MSK, Wesley, and Nash Carter. And to my surprise, anyway, oh, MSK picked up the victory. Um, I I was just as shocked as all, all of you. Um, Same here. I, 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 I didn't think MSK would pull it off, but they managed to pick up the victory, pinning the tag champions Imperium en route to their second reign as NXT Tag Team Champions. Then next up, in a failed four-way match for the NXT Women's Championship, Mandy Rose defended against my girl, Cora Jade, Io Shirai, and Kaylee Ray. And Mandy Rose, my goodness, every time I think she's done with her reign, she keeps on shocking me. She keeps on proving me wrong. And she swooped in with a high knee at the end to pick up the victory, pinning Io Shirai to retain her NXT Women's Championship. Mandy Rose, what can I say? Keep doing you. You're doing amazing. And... Then we had a grudge match between Gunther, a.k.a. Walter, 
taking on L.A. Knight, the Megastar. And this match, it was physical, it was hard-hitting, it was powerful, but what can I say? Gunther, uh, there is a bad Gunther match out there. This was another case, and did see him pick up the victory in the end. Um, and finally, in the main events for the XC Championship, Dolph Ziggler taking on Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker looked at as the next face of WWE. He actually lost in this match to DZ with some interference and some help from Robert Roode or Bobby Roode. Don't know what he's being called at, at this point, but the fact of the matter is Dolph Ziggler, at least from my knowledge, wink, wink, uh, is still the XC champion. And that's how Sam Deliver ends with Dolph Ziggler and Rude celebrating on the ram and Braun Breaker uh, kind of distraught in the middle of the ring. Stan Deliver, excellent show uh, with some couple of shocking booking decisions. But the fact of the matter is, Stan delivered, I think, delivered and it helped open up WrestleMania night one with a bang. Um, so before we get into the next five minute uh, squash, boys, I still have a minute to go. Went through that right away. What did you guys like from In your face, Sean. You hear that, Sean? Still have a minute to go, Sean, you damn fraud. But, yeah, it was a good pay-per-view. I liked it. Stand and deliver. They delivered. It's in the name. What about you, Dre? I definitely, um, you know, considering I watched the pay-per-view again today, is I definitely agree with you. I definitely think NXT 2.0 has a lot of room to grow as far as this, considering it be the first show back since um, TakeOver Portland. But um, I enjoyed the show pretty thorough um i thought the crowd would have been more into it like that old takeover feel but you know considering it was in the afternoon time it was a warm-up for mania i understand but um overall solid event i rated it um seven or eight out of ten solid event i think it um it definitely helped put xc back on the map in my opinion um because a lot of people thought that xc because it was being taken over by Vince and bruce everyone thought oh XC's ruined now. No, 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 no. Quality is still up for the XC. They proved that. It's just a developing work in progress. And there's still a lot of bright faces that says that this is the future of WWE. It starts with guys like Ron Breaker, Corey G, um, Solo Sokoa, who you know, took a nasty bump. Nasty bump in that ladder match. So did Grayson Waller, too. Yeah. Um, you know, I was surprised that ladder didn't snap, bro. Both both of their both of their bodies are definitely um, not one hundred percent cheap, but um, the fact of the matter is, stand the labor. Um, I think they did beautifully well, um, and in my opinion, they exceeded expectations for what many people have for them. Um, was this the best XC event ever? Of course not. But for their first event back, with it being true developmental show now, I'd say it went pretty. It went over pretty well. Um, and that opened up Saturday. And then we got to Saturday night, guys. Saturday night. Night one of WrestleMania 38. AT&T Stadium. Crowd was bumping. It was going to bound to be an amazing, wonderful night of wrestling. A night full of wonderful moments. Um, weirdly enough, there was a two-hour pre-show. Um, with no matches, which was really weird. Um, 
And you'll find out in the first match, uh, starting uh, with the first match, that uh, the night got off a little bit ominous. So our second five-minute squash, you looking, Sean? It started right now. Starting with the SmackDown Tag Team Championships on the line. Shinsuke Nakamura, Rick Boogs taking on Jimmy and Jay, the Usos. And uh, like I said, the night started off very ominous because... I really think Shinsuke and Rick Boogs were set to win this match, but unfortunately, Boogs suffered a torn quad in this match. They had to go to the finish right away. Uso yeah. hit the 1B to retain their tag team titles. Prayers up to Rick Boogs for a speedy recovery because it looks scary. You can see the 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 joint, you know, set yeah. up, move around. You could see it, it during the match. It was very ugly. Um, so... The night started off very ominous. They're thinking to themselves, oh, how are we going to recover from this? Uh, then we had the match between Drew McIntyre and Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin, of course, accompanied by Madcap Moss, who won the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. Um, that relationship uh, is getting a little bit rocky. Uh, and Happy Corbin, he is a guy that has been very protected uh, over the last year, hasn't lost in a singles match. And Drew McIntyre, one of his closest friends, by the way, was the first person to not only kick out at the end of days, but the first person to pin Happy Corbin in a singles match in over a year. Drew McIntyre goes over Bake at WrestleMania. Now end the rivalry. Nobody wants to see him anymore. It's over. It's over. Get it done. All right. Next matchup. We had our first celebrity match. The Miz and Logan Paul. Guys, Logan Paul had a WrestleMania match. And they uh, <laughs> uh, they took on the Mysterios, Ray and Dominic. I really had the Mysterios going over in this match. I thought, oh, Logan Paul is such a natural heel. They won't let him win. Um, and to be fair, Logan Paul did very well in his first match. And it was reported before WrestleMania that um, Logan Paul was like one of the fastest celebrities to quickly get um, the... Um, the wrestling, the wrestling part. Um, and did see Logan Paul and the Miz pick up the victory and the Miz turn on Logan Paul afterwards, which was very strange, very peculiar. We'll have to pick up on that. Next matchup, though, however, it was the Raw Women's Championship match. The EST, Bianca Belair, taking on big time Becky Lynch in a wonderful match. Honestly, I wish it went last. Uh, or second to last, rather, because it was beautifully done. The work rate was amazing in this match. And it did see my girl finally, finally dethrone Becky Lynch to reclaim or to get the Raw Women's Championship. Congratulations to Bianca Belair. And you even have a nice shiny eye to show for it, uh, to show your battle scars. So, congratulations to the ESC. Trey, I know you love that, bro. Uh, next no. <laughs> next no. Seth Rollins' mystery opponent. There was a lot of speculation on who it would be. There were a little bit of doubts even on both sides from AW fans to WWE fans. None of that mattered because we saw and we heard wrestling has more than one loyal family. And the American Nightmare. Not dashing Cody Rhodes, not Stardust, no, the American Nightmare Cody Rhodes re-debuted at WrestleMania 
put on an excellent five-star match between Seth Rollins and saw him pick up the victory with three crossroads and a little tribute to the son of the plumber, Dusty Rhodes, to pick up the victory. An amazing return match and a true WrestleMania moment for Cody Rhodes. So, you're probably thinking to yourself, how the heck does anyone top that? Of course, Charlotte Flair and Ronda Rousey had to top that with their SmackDown Women's Championship match. And a match that we all knew was going to be very stiff, very physical, uh, very confrontational. Um, and surprising us all, Charlotte Flair retained her title against Ronda Rousey. I couldn't believe it. Um, and the fish obviously protected Ronda, but question is, did it really protect Ronda? Did Ronda need this WrestleMania moment? The world may never know. And we'll have to see, because this rivalry, I think, is far from over. And finally, in the main events, it was the Kevin Owens show, the KO show. As Kevin Owens, the crowd obviously was smiling ear to ear as they heard the glass shatter, Stone Cold came out, give him a happy KO challenged him to a no-holds-bar match in Austin's first match in 19 years. Did see him pick up the victory over Kevin Owens, who Kevin Owens, awesome moment for him, uh, who obviously looked up to Stone Cold growing up to have that moment with his role model. Very cool. Um, it was very nice to see uh, from, you know, not only to hear the crowd's reaction, but for KO's reaction. And Stone Cold, it looked like he didn't miss a beat out there either. Um, it was fun. Pew, pew people got a stunners at the end. Byron Saxton got a stunner at the end. As night one closed with Stone Cold drinking a few beers out on top. What a way to kick off WrestleMania. How the hell was night two ever going to top that? Trey, I'm going to leave that to you, bro. Well, I just want to say that night two... It had a whole bunch of hype into it, especially with the main event. But night two definitely did not disappoint. Not at all. I think I'm going to go through with the weaker matches and then get to the better ones. So, of course, weak match. You know we got to start off with Kofi Kingston and Xavier Woods versus Sheamus and Ridge Holland. Ridge Holland sucks. No one likes him. Nobody likes him at all. I don't know if y'all like him. I don't. But, of course, him and Sheamus, they pick up another W. Uh, terrible match. Terrible match. They could have kept that off the card, really. Next match we go to, we have I wouldn't say terrible, it was just very slow pace. You have AJ Styles versus Edge. You know, a whole bunch of it had a good build-up. I wouldn't say a whole bunch of hype going in, but I mean Edge came out on top once again. I really think AJ Styles needed this victory at WrestleMania, but I mean hopefully they don't bury him. As like a whole bunch of people are saying, oh, they're burying AJ Styles, burying AJ Styles. Losing to Edge is not a bury, okay? It's not a bury. Next match, we have the Giant Omos versus the almighty Bobby Lashley, a.k.a. the GOAT. He is about to come back and reclaim that title very soon. Bobby Lashley did the impossible. He beat Omos single-handedly. He suplexed him single-handedly. He speared him twice. Bobby Lashley is the first superstar to knock Omos off his feet. Congrats to Bobby Lashley. All right, next you have probably the funniest match I've ever seen in WWE history. You have Sami Zayn versus Johnny Knoxville. That match lived up to, it lived up. Once I knew that they made it anything goes, I was like, oh yeah, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. That match was 10 out of 10. Sami Zayn, 
he's a Glenn for pain, but he's so good at what he does. He's so good at being the bad guy, right? We love Sami Zayn. Next match, you have Austin Theory versus Pat McAfee. I will tell you this. Pat McAfee, he wrestled his ass off. He did great. Pat McAfee stole the show. That was probably one of the best matches at WrestleMania. It's, it's, it was better than the main event. Keep it real. You have that. Pat McAfee picking up the W, of course. Whole crowd popped. Not a single person was in their seats for that. And then shortly after, you have Vince McMahon versus Pat McAfee in a bit of a squash. It was a very unfair one-on-two handicap because Austin Theory, you know he's very salty. Vince McMahon's protege. They whooped on Pat McAfee. But then you hear that glass break, and this man, Vince, was seeing ghosts because Stone Cold came rumbling down that ramp with them bad knee pads and them blue jean shorts. And you know what he did? He took out Austin Theory, and then he quickly proceeded to take out Vince McMahon. That was a good match, too. I really liked that. I enjoyed it. Everybody was getting stunners. Pat and Pat McAfee, he even got some stunners. He was drinking beer on the floor, outside, ringside, by the announcer table. That was probably a highlight moment. That was a good moment. Next match we have on the card, the Women's Tag Team Championship match. Great match. It was better than what I thought it would be, to be honest. And I'm glad to see that, you know, glad to see that Sasha Banks finally got a victory at WrestleMania because they've been doing her dirty for years. So Sasha Banks and Naomi, they picked up the victory, of course. Nothing too much to say about that. They're going to be great women's tag champions. Definitely needed a title switch. Then you get to the Men's Tag Team Championship match. Great match. Really would have loved to see Alpha Academy or even Street Profits win, but RK, bro, they retain once again. Randy Orton losing at WrestleMania. That's not a common sight, okay? That's a good thing, though. We love Randy Orton. We love Riddle, but I don't think they'll be holding on to those titles any longer. No, not for a long time. Not like the first time. What about y'all? Because I got some time. I still got some time into the last match. What y'all think of the matches so far? Um... Well, to be honest, night, I think, um, I really think night one kind of delivered more than night two, but I will say this about the AJ Styles and Edge match, which I had to rewatch. I do agree as far as I felt like it was slow paced as far as my expectations. I expected reversals, technical movesets. I'm talking about, you know, phenomenal forearms, you know, executions. I expected like just two goats doing what they do best, but you know, it was more of a storytelling thing, but, um, Overall, this was a great mania, great matches. Um, I just felt like, and I felt like you were going to get to this, Roman versus Brock could have delivered way more. Yep, and then the final seconds, because we got a few seconds left, not going to take too much time. Both the guys really touched on it. You have what's been propaganda as the biggest WrestleMania match of all time, right? And it ends with Brock Lesnar taking a spear from Roman Reigns. The ending could have been much better. The length could have been much longer. It should have been much longer, knowing how good of two wrestlers those two are. But, I mean, it's, it was bound to happen. You know, Roman Reigns was going to beat Brock Lesnar on the biggest stage at some point. And this just made all the sense. Happy for Roman Reigns, but I'm also happy. I'm not really, like, happy. I'm kind of interested to see what we do from here on out. It's going to be good, though. It's going to be good. But like Dre said, definitely could have been better. Too much hype into that match for it to only be like 15 minutes or something like that. Yeah. Way too much hype. Could have been better. And and just to um just to take a little bit of time to say, I think that the reason that the match ended weirdly was I read that Roman had pulled his arm out of place during the spear spot, yeah. the barricade. 
And then the Kimura lock. You know the Kimura lock. I remember cringing watching him trying to get out of the Kimura and telling Paul, oh, it's out, it's out, my shoulder's out. So he must have just popped it back into place, and then they got to the finish quick. So if that was the case, I definitely understand, and I definitely salute Roman for, you know, even finishing the match and even, like, you know what I'm saying, look, making it look good. But, yeah, um, yeah I definitely acknowledge him. And exactly. uh, I think the match should have been hell in a cell if they wanted to make it the biggest match of WrestleMania history. That would have been Some a fit. type of stipulation. Yeah, no holds barred or something. So for the greatest WrestleMania in the event of all time, as they were playing it, it uh, definitely felt over underwhelming at the end of the day. Um, you know, especially with the finish, which was very abrupt, um, and that may have been due to Roman's injury. Uh, but uh, I'm sure all will be explained uh, because Roman Reigns is expected to come out on the Raw after making it and uh, speak to everyone, and we'll see if he's in a sling or not uh, to know how severe his injury is. Um, so, oh, he could barely yeah. hold up the title, but of course, Roman Reigns, double champ now. He is the Universal Champion and the WWE Champion. Don't know for how much longer, but we all acknowledge him. And that's it for WrestleMania Night 2. I just want to ask y'all real quick. This is a top five mini? Because I'm going to keep yeah. it real. I top five mini. All time. Wow. Um, I would say top five mania that I've ever seen. Because I've been watching, I got the network back in 2014, and I pretty much been watching every Mania then, then except for 34. So, as far as top five Mania I ever seen, I definitely say that. And I watched. I remember being a kid ordering um, WrestleMania 28 on pay per view because the Cena and Rock match. There was just too much hype. You want to talk about yep. the WrestleMania match of all time? That was a match that, that was, you know. So I agree. I would. I'd give it some time probably before I put it in my top five, but it was definitely a solid menu. Great weekend. Great weekend. Definitely real great. It was just fun. Like you could tell, like there were there's just a lot of wrestlers, the crowd. It was just fun. And I think that's been missing from the last couple of WrestleManias in the last few years. There hasn't yeah. been anything come out of it that's just been fun. But I mean, the sell from Theory and Vince off the stunners. I mean, Vince genuinely had the best, worst, funniest stunner stunner cell I've ever seen before. From gave out. He bro legit folded. He legit folded. <laughs> um, and then Theory had like a top five stunner cell. Um, yeah. Obviously paying much to, to Scott Hall. Yeah. I feel like yeah. every match had at least one memorable spot from it. You know. And that's definitely something that, you know, you want to leave everybody with something to remember, you know, like from Drew being the first person to kick out of the end of days to, you know, Bianca winning the Raw, I mean, yeah, the Raw women's title to just, you know, it's a lot to remember. No one, to... no one will remember that, Dre. No one will remember that. Uh, but come on, we'll man. keep it real. Come on. We're, we, we're crunching for time here, so we're going to move on to WWE Awards. Now, Dre, you're the guest here. So I want you to give us your awards, best outfit, best entrance, and best match of the night for both either from night one and night two. It's all in total. Like, who'd you think? Okay, well, I was just talking to myself about this today. Best best match of both nights, hands down, had to be Cody versus Seth. The hype of just the rumors of just if, if, if he's coming to WWE, uh, the diminishing rumors of, okay, the talks have fizzled out to, okay, he signed a contract to, 
okay, he's going to be at Mania to, wait a minute, it may be Shane or it may be Goldberg to, I had to go into the event with such an open mind because I didn't want to be let down if it wasn't Cody. But by the time, you know, Seth was out in the ring and just saying, who's it going to be? Who's it going to be? And the pyro went off. I knew it was him. Yep. So, and stellar match. I'm back and forth. What their match was is what I expected AJ and Edge's match to be. And they definitely put on a five-star match. They, out of all my ratings, they, they're the only ones that, to me, had a five-star match. Everything else was, everything else was pretty good, but they just, they stole the show. Um, best outfit. Right now, off the top of my head, I think the best outfit or the best gear that I could really think of probably would have to be Bianca or maybe Becky. I like Becky's gear. I like both of the women's entrances. Um, Seth's, Seth's gear was pretty, you know, outlandish. But um, it would be definitely have to go to Becky or um, Bianca. And best entrance would definitely either have to go to Bianca or Edge. I really love Edge's new theme song. Uh, a lot of I've seen a lot of people kind of like shitting on it because we all love Metalingus and we all love Metalingus like when it hits, you know, on this day, I see clue like we all do. But considering his new theme song is for his character and it's by the end, it's by right. the like I was waiting so long to see what his entrance would be at Mania, which it, and it blew my mind. And you know what I'm saying? Bianca with the um. Bianca with the with the band, man. She's just she's a star. And Becky, you know, Becky and Sasha coming out in the cars, definitely top tier. But um, yeah, those are my awards, man. Yeah, man. Not to take anything from your words, because you know, Bianca, so unoriginal. This is not drumline. Stop stealing stuff. Get your own stuff. But PC, what about you, man? What what do you think? Well, um, definitely for the best sentence, I I'm going with Edge, man. That his gimmick is so like badass. Like I, I can't stop like thinking about like how like I think how flawless like his transition to this new character has been. You know, because there was there was a lot there was a bit of doubt in my mind like how well would this new character go? Not only with WWE Universe but with Edge himself. How well would be able to pull this off? This wrestling god gimmick, and you know he's kind of like this new leader of a dark ministry now and the fire you know coming out as you know he's you know ascending from the, this dark light it was it was super cool without a doubt you know he was the best entrance for me bianca is definitely a close second though with the the marching band entrance um as far as the best outfit um you know what Trey? i'm actually giving it to your boy bobby lashley um you know i i think he doesn't typically wear, like, you know, I guess primary colors. Uh, he's usually, you know, just either black or white or, you know, even gold, you know, of course. But uh, popped out, had the black and reds, you know, on. It, it was cool. It was cool. It was definitely eye-popping. You know, in terms of, like, eye-popping outfits, Bobby Lashley using that spear Omas in the back and then in the front to pick up his victory. I'm going with Bobby Lashley for best outfit. And, of course, for the best match, Dre already stole my pick. Um, you know, Cody and Seth, Chef's Kiss tore the house down. Um, so in the case of being different, I'm actually go with Bianca versus Becky. 
Um, I, I think that this was the, the you know, best. Oh, brother. Uh, I think this was the better match uh, in terms of, you know, who had, who had the better women's championship match. Um, I mean, Becky and Bianca, they just have that natural chemistry. And they told a beautiful story. Finally, that SummerSlam debacle is vindicated. The right winner won. She got a WrestleMania moment. And I think there's definitely, you know, they can go a lot of ways uh, with uh, how they want to do this for WWE. But to know that Bianca Belair is shipping once again, that leaves a nice warm spot in my heart. It probably makes, you know, Trey's heart a little bit darker at the end of the day. But you know what? That's okay. That's so weird. I'll, I'll, I'll say something nice about Bianca, you know, off the record once we're done with this show. Off the record. Becky, people don't need to hear. Becky now, Otto. the best entrance for me, I'm biased. I'm giving it to Sasha. She pulled up in the lamb. There was no way she was losing today. I mean, yesterday, that's just, that's just right. Like, come on now. A Lamborghini? It was hard, though, because Pat McAfee's entrance was also pretty dope. Pat McAfee's entrance was dope as well. He had the cheerleaders with him. You know what I'm saying? He was turned up, as any superstar should be. Great entrance. Uh, but best outfit? I'm going to give it to Edge. That purple he had on, that outfit was great. Like, yeah. hands down. Bobby Lashley, I wanted to choose him, too. I was like, we seen Bobby Lashley in the black before and the red, but he had it mixed. But Edge in the purple, I don't think I've ever seen Edge wearing purple. I think that was the first time I ever seen him wear purple. So that was great. And as far as best match to me, you know me, I'm a, you know, I like to get, I mean, the people on the podcast, they like to call me a troll, yada, yada. So what better match for me to enjoy the most other than Sami Zayn and Johnny Knoxville? It was, it was funny, bro. That was a funny match. It was a good match. It wasn't boring. It wasn't boring at all. Like, Sammy, he started off with the halupa kick. And from that point on, he's like, oh, it's going to be this type of match. You know what I'm saying? Like, because you can feel, like, even if you didn't watch the build-up and the storyline, you could feel that there's some chemistry and some hatred for each other there. So that was another thing about that match I liked. I also liked how you had, you said what? We men stole the show. And the bigger slam. He did. They were about he did. We man. Body slam Sami Zayn. And what's, what's also good about it, and anything goes match, the ref can't really do anything but count one, two, three at the end of the day. So, I mean, seeing the whole crew from Jackass get involved, Team We Man come out, you had Mr. Party. It was just a funny thing, bro. It but was a great it was, it was a wonderful meeting, guys. My favorite part about that match is when Sami Zayn got tossed off the turnbuckle into the table of mousetraps. I was like, damn, Sami. You always know how to put on a good show. But, hey, that's my that's my awards for uh, Mania Night 1 and 2. Great show. Very great show. You know the next one's going to be in Los Angeles. So we see. We'll see how that goes, man. We'll see how that goes. One thing we've learned is that a lot can happen in a year, especially in the WWE. So, uh... Well, in the wrestling world in general, I mean, you know, whoever thought Cody, whoever thought Undisputed Era would be in AEW with Cody in WWE, it's just, it's, it's crazy, but, you know. I've also seen some speculation tweets that, you know, MJF to WWE, maybe, but we'll, you know, we'll hold on to that. PC, take us out. I mean, my goodness, the wrestling world, it's on fire right now, and WWE leading the charge. At least in terms of this weekend with WrestleMania 38, uh, left some very good memories 
on the door for all of us to, you know, go back on. And we have the Raw from WrestleMania on right now at the time of this recording. There's a lot. There's, trust me, there's there's a lot, a lot, a lot going on right now. But uh, I'll, no spoilers. This is a spoiler-free podcast. You're talking about Raw? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about Raw after WrestleMania. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm watching Raw right now. I just, hey, I'm not spoiling nothing for the podcast neither, but there is a lot. This, this, I will say this. This is definitely one of the best episodes they put on in a minute. Yeah, one of the best Raw after me is for sure. But like I said, tight lipped. That's it for OTTR this week. I think we stayed in the um, comp. Can I definitely. say something really quick? Sure, Hermie. All right. I am starting the petition to have Dre um, officially on the podcast replacing Tolu. Who is with me? I'm down with that. Hey, I mean, that's, that's the way that, that's <laughs> the way that, <laughs> no argument. Arguments. That's like that's like that's like asking the Detroit Pistons would they like LeBron James? Like absolutely! Like come on, bro. Yeah, we don't want Tolu here, bro. He's a Russell Westbrook. He's a Russell Westbrook. Get him out of here. Hey, that means a lot. I definitely appreciate it, and I'm down. And if y'all are welcoming to the team, I am definitely a part of the team. Hey, our. PC? Wait, but, but, but wait, before, wait, PC, PC and Trey, I got a question for all the wrestling guys. Can y'all please, like, because I, I don't know if y'all touched on it, but, like, I did watch WrestleMania. I'll be honest. I did watch last, uh, the, the two nights. Something that really stuck out to me because it was funny. Y'all got to talk about the Vince McMahon and, 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 and Stone Cold Steve Austin and that terrible stunner, bro. <laughs> it was just, it, it was hilarious, bro. I couldn't even be mad at it because it was just funny. It was so bad. It was hilarious. Like, legit, that may have been the worst sound I've ever seen of a wrestling move, like, ever. Yeah, I'll point forward to be Vince McMahon taking a Stone Cold Stunner. It only makes it even better, you know, knowing all the history that they've been through. Yeah, man, uh, but that was awesome to see, bro. I'll give props to Vince McMahon. 76 years old, and he's doing that at WrestleMania. It's 76 years old. The dude legit. Bro, he still look and he, he looks in he looks like he's in good shape too, bro. Like he, he still he looks had, like it's crazy. It's crazy. He had a video that he actually sent to Pat McAfee, and it was him squatting, or not squatting, but he deadlifted a thousand pounds. Real shit. A thousand pounds. I, say, I, seen the video. I watched the seventy-six Pat years old, bro. Seventy-six. Insane. That's crazy. Insane man. Um, but I, I do want I do want to get to the next segment because uh, there's another you know guy uh, on the podcast uh, uh, that does have his own segment. Uh, so let's get to that. Hermy, back to you on the main podcast. Dre, thank you so much for coming on this week, bro. Whole lot of knowledge that you bring to the podcast. And that's it for you boys, PC and Trey. On now, to be here. One love to all y'all. Happy to be back anytime. Just let me know. Take that, Sean, you damn bum, you damn fraud. That was 72 minutes. I timed it. <laughs> get a life. Shut up and get to Get a life. You act like you didn't spend all that time on the toilet anyways. Is your stomach intact for this segment? My stomach is be, fine. Thank you for that. It better be the AFC West, bro. I'm going to be pissed. It is not. Um, let's get into a newer segment for the show 
Um, Sean slipped PC $20, $200, $1,000 maybe. We don't know. And he did it a couple weeks ago. So now here we are. He has his own segment on the show. And we got divisional draft targets with our Taco Bell a loving boy, Sean. So Sean, take it away. I, I don't know how I became a Taco Bell lover. I've had it like less than you 10 times in my entire life. Have it one time. No, and we're I missed one episode because my stomach. The other time I was throwing up from donating blood. For being a good so Samaritan. You were throwing, you were throwing <laughs> up from all the Taco Bell meat that you stuffed in your gullet. How the hell hard. do you throw up from donating blood, Sean? That's fluid. He's not. No, maybe it was like all the Taco Bell that was just running oh through things. Anyways. Nigga was low on plasma. You didn't hurt me. You didn't try. On to my segment. Last week on the podcast, on the segment, we did the. AFC East, trade team, the Patriots. That team, that division was very cornerback heavy. This year, this week, we're going very heavy on a different position, offensive line, starting with the NFC South, which is the division we are doing. The Carolina Panthers at number six overall. The Panthers are a mess. They need pretty much everything, especially on the offensive side of the ball. Quarterback, especially quarterback, Sam Darnold is a scrub, the worst quarterback in the NFL. Offensive line, they did some work in there for agency, so desperately need a left tackle, which is the position I decided to target with the sixth pick. Quarterback, I could have went there. Not a fan of this year's class. Maybe Malik Willis, but Malik Willis is not going to succeed on the Panthers. If Malik Willis succeeds, it's because he ended up in a good situation like the Steelers, something like that. If he gets drafted to the, to the Panthers with Matt Rule and no offensive line, he will be a bust, which is very unfortunate because I am a fan of his game, but he needs a good situation, and the Panthers are not that. So instead of getting your quarterback to put in a bad situation, why not actually, you know, for when you do get your quarterback in the future, have a good situation around them. Get your left tackle of the future, Ike Mikwanu, at off in the tackle at NC State. He fixes your left tackle hole, which you've had for probably a decade now. The Panthers haven't had a left tackle in forever. So you get that, you fill that up. The rest of the offensive line is looking a little bit better. Now you just need a quarterback, which you're not going to get this year, but next year is a much better quarterback class, and you're not going to be very good next year, especially with Matt Rule as head coach. So you will be picking high. You will have the opportunity to take your quarterback next year. This is not the year to do it, not for the Carolina Panthers. Next pick, Atlanta Falcons, number eight overall. Similar to the Panthers, the Falcons have a lot of needs, but probably on the other side of the ball is where you're more so looking at. Edge rushers can definitely be looked at here. Safety, linebacker, pretty much everything. I decided to just go with the best player in the draft, Kyle Hamilton, safety. Falcons have a need there. They have pretty much nobody. They drafted Richie Grant in the second round last year. Didn't play very well when he did play. Could barely see the field. Maybe he's an answer. But best case scenario, you have Richie Grant on one side, Kyle Hamilton locking down the other. I think they could be a good duo. If not, Kyle Hamilton, you're number one. And you still need someone next to him. Trey is a troll. Um, so, yeah, Falcons get the best player in the draft. I didn't know this till today. Apparently, he's from Georgia. Uh, John told us that. So, shout out, John. But, yeah, so that's some good information. It'd be a homecoming. And he could just d- lead that secondary and that defense to a much better position than it's in right now. Next pick, we have the Saints, who made a trade today with PC's Philadelphia Eagles. We haven't had the chance to talk about it. I hate to say this, but the Eagles made a great trade. Um, they got a, they're in a much better position in future years. 
to make a big splash, whether it's at the quarterback position, if Jalen Hurts doesn't go so well, or possibly just to surround him with more talent at wide receiver on the offensive line. When Jason Kelsey retires, some other guys are getting older. Either way, it's a good move. You have a much better future because of this, unfortunately. Saints, I really don't understand this move. I don't know what it's for. It doesn't seem like it's for a quarterback. doesn't seem like they're moving up. And I really just don't know if this was the draft to go all in and with. Especially with Jameis Winston at a quarterback, who I do like. But you're not winning a Super Bowl with Jameis Winston. So I just, I don't understand why the Saints felt like they had to go all in on this year's draft. But it's the decision they made. It's the decision their fans have to live with. So with the 16th pick that they did get from the Philadelphia Eagles, I gave them Jamison Williams, who's a great fit across from Michael Thomas. Michael Thomas, we've heard the jokes. He's slant boy. He's <clears throat> five yards for catch. You're always getting check downs. We've heard the jokes. Jamison Williams is the complete opposite. He's going to run 30 yards deep. You're going to chuck it up to him, and he's going to make a big play for the touchdown. Similar to Tyreek Hill, I don't think he's on Tyreek's level. Uh, on a lower level, maybe like a DJ chart, just a great deep threat. So he can do that while Michael, Tam- Michael Thomas Handled the underneath route. You have Alvin Kamara in the backfield. Jason Winston, who's a solid quarterback. And your offense is looking much better. Especially after this next pick, number 19, which they got, also got from the Philadelphia Eagles. They gave, gave up number 18, moved back one spot to number 19. I gave them offensive tackle, Trevor Penning. He's a bit raw. I personally am not the hugest fan of him, but he does have a lot of potential. He just has a lot he needs to work on. He led the nation in penalties this year in college football. Um, very raw, not the best technique, but he's a mauler. He's huge. He has great athleticism. And if there's a team that's going to be able to coach him up, it's probably the Saints. The Saints do a great job coaching up their offensive line. Eric McCoy's a beast. Ryan Ramchek. None of these guys are perfect prospects, but the Saints ended up turning them into really good players. So I do think they could turn him into a stud starting left tackle, which is a huge hole for them after losing Toronto instead. If Ryan Ram checked on the right, this guy would play on the left, and you would have your tackle set if he's a hit, which is a possibility. It's a bit of a risk, though. Lastly, another offensive lineman. Like I told you, it's going to be an offensive line-heavy draft. We got Ekim and Corner at number six, Trevor Penning at number 19 to the Saints. Buccaneers, they lost two, both of their starting guards this offseason. Alex Kappa left in free agency to go to the Cincinnati Bengals. Um, and Ali Marpet retired. He had a great career, one of the great Tampa Bay Buccaneers off in the lineman, won a two-roll with them. He's gonna, he might end up in the ring of honor, possibly get his jersey retired. So shout-out to Ali Marpet. He was a great player. But it's time to replace him. Luckily, some team, you know, in the Northeast decided, hey, let's make a stupid move. Let's trade away one of our best offensive linemen. And, yes, it is the guy who just left the call, Trey. They decided to give... The Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Shaq Mason, a stud offensive guard for a fifth-round pick. Why'd they do that? Not exactly sure, but it's all the better for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. So they filled the right guard position to replace um, Alex Kappa. Now they just need to get the left guard. Kenyon Green did fall to them with the 27th pick in the simulation. I think that'd be an amazing pick. I think left guard should definitely be the target in the draft for them. It's probably their only hole, really. That team is stacked. But outside of that, they really don't have much need. He's a great player, in my opinion, the best guard in the draft. So, yeah, if they can get him to fill the offensive line with him, you have Donovan Smith, Ryan Jensen, Shaq Mason from the New England Patriots. Thank you, Trey. And at right tackle, one of the best young tacklers in the league, Tristan Wirth. You have a great offensive line to protect Tom Brady. Once again, thank you, New England Patriots, to compete for a Super Bowl. Shut up, Bucks fan. 
And that is all we have for today. Trey gave his input. He seems a little salty. But next week, we will run a new division in the AFC. Maybe we'll have some new trades by then, too, and we can talk about that. See you guys next week. We just want to hear the AFC West. <clears throat> That's all we want to hear is the AFC West. You know, maybe we'll get that for you, TK. But once again, you don't have a first-round pick. I don't know why you're so excited for it. Okay, so then you tell us the second-round pick. Thank yes, you that, that I will do. That I will do. I got you guys with the second-round Once round. again, Trey, thank you for giving Shaq Mason the my bucks because I'm a stupid Giants fan. Not my bucks, so. but the mm-hmm. bucks are a great trade. And the Buccaneers <laughs> made a horrible, a <laughs> great trade. <laughs> with you know what's really <laughs> weird, though? Is that his Giants? They do play the Bucks pretty hard, though. Every it, it seems like with the, with Tom Brady, though, they play them pretty good. I'm, I'm just I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Even before they had Tom Brady, they played them pretty decently. Yeah, Danny Dimes did get his first career win. Oh, brother. Okay. Well, Anyways, I mean, in, in the, what's called in the Bucks defense, y'all was going up against Josh Freeman, but okay. Um, <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna move on. All right. Well, thank you so much, Sean, for your segments. And letting us know all about the draft. So we are going to be getting into the next part of the show, which is personally my favorite part. So, the listeners, do you like pissing people off? Do you like telling people why you're right and they are wrong? Well, do I have a segment for you? Because here at We Hate Sports, we dish out hot takes, sometimes burnt ones, (laughs) PC. So if you are part of the best hot takes in town, all you got to do is message us, add us on social media, and we look through the submissions for the best ones for that week. So, PC, will you play the fan hot take of the week? Yo, this is Jason, a.k.a. Jay. I live in California. I rep the Los Angeles Lakers, Dodgers, and the Pittsburgh Steelers. And this is your WHS fan hot take of the week. The Cincinnati Bengals will miss the playoffs. And I think the, the the Steelers and the Ravens will finish ahead of them in the AFC North. Great way to end. Great way to end. I agree. He, I agree with he threw his there, though. So let me get this straight. So let me get this straight. He managed to say Pittsburgh Steelers and Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs, right? But yep. also, man, it also managed to say in the same exact sentence that the AFC is extremely deep. So what in your right mind as a Pittsburgh Steelers Mitchell Trubisky-led team, do you think in the tough AFC, your Steelers are going to make the playoffs? Yeah, Why that's what I would say. Like, what? How does that even work? Well, TK, I just want to say... It, as a Steelers, as a Steelers fan, when you have Mike Tomlin, who's never missed the playoffs, you you kind of expect to make it there every year. I Mike mean, Tomlin made the playoffs. But to say, they, but to Hogan, say, you're gonna to, give an to excuse, say, but, listen, but you guys listen. lost to Ben Roethlisberger on his last legs. Don't want to hear. But now, as another, <laughs> this man is also a Steelers fan, so you know, of course, they're gonna put themselves in the playoffs every year. That's just what but they dog, do. Come on, bro. Like the Desha- Deshaun Watson is an all brown. He is. The Ravens. But the it's Ravens a lot are of un- it's a lot they're of unproven. It's a lot of unproven. What you call it? It's a lot of unproven teams in AFC. It's deep, without a doubt. But a lot can happen in a year. So we'll see what happens. Are we even sure that two teams are even gonna make it out of the AFC North, bro? Because I personally think I, I don't it's gonna be one out of the I'm AFC sure. North. 
I'm not Probably sure. Probably not. Gianni, no. Gianni, Gianni, you're the football guy. Maybe, maybe I don't know. You think two teams make it out of the AFC North? Because I don't. I think in the AFC West, there's going to be three teams. And in the North, I think there's going to be two teams. I think. Oh, my God. Wait, teams... wait. There's seven, right? So let's see. Three. Yeah, there's what? Five. Oh, this yeah. You I know think... there can be three. Yeah. Go ahead. I think the two teams that are going to come out of that division is Baltimore and Cleveland, in my opinion. The only way every team from the AFC West can make the playoffs is if all the other teams have a. Record. I don't think that happens though. I don't oh, think that. I, I think only three teams are getting it. No, it's not going to happen. That's. I'm being realistic, bro. That's not going to happen because then that means that one team would make it. But yeah, Gianni made a good point because like, the Bengals, bro, the Ravens are making the playoffs. I don't care. Nobody say. I still feel like the Ravens are the best team in the AFC North, even with the Bengals' offensive line, even with Deshaun Watson on the Browns. Like, bro. You know ball. Like literally, you Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson had Lamar Jackson. No, I'm just, I'm just saying though. Lamar Jackson had this team eight and three with all them injuries before he went down, bro. Like niggas are forgetting that, bro. Lamar Jackson is a god, bro. Like don't sleep on the Ravens. You but know then, ball. But then, like, even, but here's the thing with the Steelers. People keep saying Mike Tomlin has never lost. He can go nine and eight and miss the playoffs and still have a winning record, quote unquote, which might happen, bro. He no, I'm nine and eight. He's never missed the playoffs. But I'm just saying, this year is a possibility it that yeah. this year is a possibility he might. But I'm gonna miss it this year. If you're a, if you're a Steelers fan, I can see why you would put the Steelers up there just by what you know, Mike Tomlin has done for your organization. Doesn't and matter though. To, Doesn't also matter to though. His hot, also to his hot take, I just don't see how the Bengals, how, how you call them a fluke team. How if they made if they made the if, okay, so they made the playoffs last year as a fluke, quote unquote, with. Uh, Burrow being the most set quarterback. Imagine how good they're going to be with an offensive line where he actually has protection now, bro. Like, the Bengals are making the playoffs, bro. Gonna be Not to in take Ravens, anything bro. away from him, but they really shouldn't even have got past the Titans. You are room member hot takes of the week. And, Trey, I'm going to Why do you always call me first? Why do you always call me <laughs> first, bro? Like you were every falling week, Every week. I'm prepared. Don't worry, I'm prepared, but you always call me first. I know it's just a pattern. Yeah, because... I mean, the, hottest, the hottest take must go first. I get it, honey. Thank no, you going to be nah. the one that's burnt. Nah. I mean, this is probably not that much of a hot take, but it, it was bound to happen. My hot take, I'm going to go basketball this week. My hot take is that the Brooklyn Nets, after losing to the Hawks the other night, I don't know if they played today, I don't know if they won or lost, but they're currently out of the play-in picture. And I think that the Hawks are, not the Hawks, I think that the Nets will not make the playoffs, especially with the Ben, what's called Ben Simmons news, that he's not playing for the rest of the year or whatever. Don't know why, don't really care why, um, not a Nets fan. Ben, you're not a Nets fan either, Ben, yet you still care about the Nets dearly. Your Knicks are not going, your Nets are not going. Pick a side. That's my hot take. The Nets team with so much talent on offense, right? Or at least they used to have a talent on offense. They lose to the Bucks. They blow a 10-point lead to the Bucks with no Chris Middleton in the fourth quarter. That's unacceptable. That is so unacceptable, bro. I mean, Steve Nash, you're about to be fired next year, so it doesn't even matter. Whoever their, who, whoever their new coach is going to be, we have no idea. Don't really care. Kevin Durant serves you right. Uh, Kyrie serves you also. It also serves you right. You guys will not be making the playoffs. The Celtics are going all the way despite Rob Williams' injury. Sean, you're a fraud. The Heat are not doing anything. Most fraudulent one seed I've seen in a minute. Okay? 
That's my hot take. All right. Um, Sean, do you think you can top his hot take? Of course. I mean, I already beat him in trivia, so. Like you said, I already beat him once tonight. I'll take it easy. I don't want to beat him twice. I don't want to completely ruin all of his confidence. I don't want him to make him too depressed. You haven't beaten me. Outside of the fact that my my hot take is Trey is a fraud and he is wrong. The Nets will make the playoffs. The team that won't is the Cleveland Cavaliers, which is unfortunate. They had a very good start to the season, dealt with a couple injuries. They do have a very nice young core. But based on the rest of the season schedule, the fact that their entire front court is injured, Allen might be out for the season, Mobley's still going to miss a couple games. I think with that, the Cavs, I do think they stay as the seventh seed before the play-in, but with the Hawks getting hot, the Nets just having too much talent, I think the Cavs lose back-to-back games in the play-in and miss the playoffs. But the good news for them is their first-round pick is lottery-protected. So if they make the playoffs, they don't get it. If they miss the playoffs, they get their pick. So, you know, they win either way. But they have a nice young core to build on. I just don't think this is their year. Trey's a fraud and wrong per usual. John, you walked and down he the lost in trivia like the bum he You're is. Fraud. You are the only fraud. All right. So, let's get into our next hot take. Johnny, I see you. What you looking at? I was watching the championship game. Um... My hot take um, is going to be NBA-related. Um, before the season started, I said the conference finals um, was going to be Heat, Bucks, and Warriors, Suns. And in my opinion, I'm going to stick with that. So my hot take is going to be basically the hot take I had before the season. I think the Eastern Conference Finals is going to be the Bucks versus the Heat. And the Western Conference Finals is going to be the Suns versus the Warriors. But I'm not confident on the Warriors pick because the Warriors, I don't know what's wrong with them, really. I know Steph is hurt, but before that, I don't know. I just just don't understand what's going on with, with Golden State. But I, I'm sticking with, with those two picks. All right, PC, what's your hot take of the week? My hot take for this week is uh, actually going to be the wrestling hot take. Drew McIntyre, he picked up the victory. It's Happy Corbin at WrestleMania. Now it's time for him to move on to bigger and better things. That includes the Universal Championship. Roman Reigns, his current Universal Champion, his current undisputed champion, actually. He is going to get that shot at WrestleMania Backlash. He's going to lose. going to lose a Backlash. And for that next pay-per-view, he's going to get another shot. And again, he's going to lose. You see where I'm going with here. When we finally get to SummerSlam, and it's the final time that Drew McIntyre gets a shot at Roman Reigns' Universal Championship, we are going to see the double turn of the last decade. Drew McIntyre becomes the heel champion, dethrones Roman Reigns, pins him, becomes the first man in over three years to do it, and Roman Reigns becomes the top baby face that WWE has always wanted him to be. That is my hot take for this week. The baby face part kind of got me there, but then again, when I think about it, Roman Reigns, he's been a heel for like over two years now. They never keep someone in the same role for that long. Like, So it makes sense to him be the baby face because it's about that time again. 
Drew McIntyre as the heel. I haven't seen that in a minute. I have not seen that in a minute. Because opponents can get broken dreams. That's a that's a hot take. No, I'm buying into it. Do I think it'll take do I think it take that long? Your take is Trey approved, PC, so we'll see it's good. Because I'm the only one here who watches the wrestling. Everyone else is a fraud. Sean. Oh man. Oh my gosh. Okay. Um listeners, little little game for you. Take a drink every time that Sean and Trey called each other frauds tonight, you'll probably be wasted. All right. Um, TK, what is your hot take of the week? You know what? That was a great, that was a great hot take, PC. So I'm going to give a WWE hot take as well. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, there will be a new Universal Champion. Carlito! What? You got to stop talking. <laughs> you got to stop talking. <laughs> TK, what? <laughs> No, I'm just joking, bro. I'm just joking. All right, no, but seriously, though. So, my hot take is going to be actually be the NBA, bro. So, everybody's really like Gianni, dog. Gianni, you really – I don't know why you keep putting your – like, trying to – like, you're, you be trying to force your Miami Heat on us, bro. They're not going to the Eastern Conference Finals, bro. Like, it's just not happening. You guys are second – I, I believe you guys will get to – I believe you guys will get to the second round. You guys will make it a tough second round, but I believe you're going home in the second round. And it's nothing against exactly. you, Gianni. It's just that there are two teams that are going to be playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. It will be the Bucks. You got that part right. It will be the Bucks. But look, man, I understand the be- that, that the man has been down 3-1. I understand that James Harden has been labeled a choker. And I understand that Embiid has kind of, you know, you know, been pretty bad in some playoff games in this past as well. But listen, bro, it's going to happen because it has to happen, bro. It 100% has to happen this year, Gianni. There's no next year. There's no way. I'll let you go, bro. There's no year after. They made this trade for James Harden to get to the promised land this year. And they're going to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. I don't know if they, I don't know if they beat the Bucks. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not willing to go that far. But I. I still think, bro. I still just. I just. Just something is telling me, bro. That literally, this is the year that finally, bro. The whole down three one thing, or the one, the, the that that whole thing stops with Doc Rivers. I believe that James Harden, he's gonna actually show up in the playoffs, and he's gonna show up in huge games at huge moments, and we won't be able to label him that choker anymore. Trey, Celtics will get there, just not yet, bro. But honestly, like. Gianni, also, you have to take this into consideration. Do you realize how many people will be fired in Philly if they don't get to at least the Eastern Conference Finals, bro? Like, it's going to start with Doc, and then it's going to have to go. Some people in the some people in the office going to have to be fired too, bro. Because the, you do not make a trade, a historic trade, to not reach the promised land this year, bro. I think they at least get to the Eastern Conference Finals against the Bucks. I'm gonna pick. I, I'm picking the Bucks to win the whole thing, but I think that the 76ers at least get there, bro. I just don't think the Heat are getting there. I I, I don't know. I think I, it, it, maybe injuries are happening. Something is going to happen for the Heat. And you guys are just not going to get out of the second round, right? But go ahead, Gianni. Go ahead. Um, is, it, is the same thing every year with with James Harden, Doc Rivers. Like, I, in right. all offense to PC, I think Philly is, is a really, really good team. 
I think they their time is coming, honestly. But honestly, just Harden and Doc is hard to 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 um to trust them. You you guys can't like let's just say you guys probably don't trust us to beat Philly. But I think a Philly and Miami series, I think it will be like a series that you're gonna have trust issues game to game, honestly. That you don't know who to trust. One game we probably win, one game Philly wins. Like you don't know who, who really to mm-hmm. trust. So yeah, I mean, let's yeah, I mean, start We beat you guys without Jordan Deeds and James Harden. Yeah, but we beat you guys too without Bam and, and Jimmy too. Out of all teams, why are you so infatuated with the Sixers making it to the Eastern Conference? All right, so let me. They're not going to go as brief as I can. Listen, listen. Like I said, bro, it has to. Ha- it's going to happen because it has to happen. Like, bro, there's no more excuses for the 76ers, bro. No, 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 bro. The whole trust the process thing that we've been forced <clears throat> to watch for years and years and years. There's no more of that. Ben Simmons is gone. You traded Ben Simmons for James Harden, a guy who, you know what? If he was in that situation last year that Ben Simmons was in, he would have made the layup shot, bro. He wouldn't have done what Ben Simmons did and cost him that game, okay? That's why you get a guy like James Harden in the building, bro. You you know what James Harden is. You know who he is. He's a Hall of Famer, bro. He's going to go out there, and he's going to get his. He's going to play big. He's going to do – James Harden even plays a little bit of defense now, bro. Like, that's how, like he's completely changed his entire game. No, Gianni, look, I didn't say he plays great defense. I said a little defense. Don't give me that face. James Harden even plays a little defense now, bro. I never seen that from James Harden. It's like, bro, James Harden, like, look, you're finally where you want to be, bro. So go out there and get it done. Because literally, bro, every, listen, but Trey, everybody is watching Philly right now, bro. All eyes are on Philly, bro. We troll them every day. Hey, everybody like watching this last Philly. year. All eyes was on Brooklyn. Y'all said the same thing with the Nets. Ooh, the Nets, the team to beat. Yeah, but look, look but what listen, happened. But look, they the sold James out. Harden the doesn't Nets have what it takes. Listen, listen, listen. They the, sold Nets out. Lost, the Nets lost last year because because Kevin Durant's foot was too damn big. And they also lost because James Harden, your second best player, knowing Kyrie can't play, he couldn't get was, like two or four more points. If he would have got two or four more points, year? they would have won. He played like a bum. James Harden was hurt last year. Hey, if you hurt, don't play, nigga. That's what I If you hurt, you can always play. It's all excuses for you. Like, they're not going, okay? The fans are turning on Doc Rivers. The organization is turning on Doc Rivers. He is the scapegoat, James Harden. He is not going to do what you think he's going to do. The Heat are also not going to go because fuck Sean, okay? Excuse my friend. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead. What do you want to say? Number one. Number one, how are you going to tell a superstar player that he cannot play in game seven of a must-win game? That's number one. James Harden was always playing in that game. Number two, yes, Doc Rivers is going to be the scapegoat. Played like trash. If this doesn't go the go. If this doesn't, you know, go according to plan. Because Doc Rivers has obviously been a bad head coach historically. He has been a bad head coach. His rotations are historically so horrible. So what do you think is going to oh. change now? I'm saying that that Doc Rivers, Doc Rivers, if he just takes a back seat and just lets Joel Embiid and James Harden be Joel Embiid and James Harden, everything else is going to fall in place with this team. And, and I genuinely think that. These playoff numbers, these 
playoff chokers uh, that you speak of with James Harden, look at James Harden's actual playoff numbers in elimination games. They're not bad. He just has good though. They he just has this record that is horrible, and I get that. But at the same time, you cannot tell me that James Harden is a horrible playoff performer because he's not. So in this is that situation. James Harden has ever been. This is the best situation. This is his last chance. This is James Harden's last chance. And he is playing with, I'll say it, the MVP of the league. I don't care what y'all say. Joel Embiid has been playing on an MVP level, to say the least. All right. Let's get to Tolu's hot take. Tolu. Well, um, wait. Uh, all right. So today I saw the uh, Magic Johnson was on Get Up this morning, and it just amazes me what he said because he said that Demar Derozan's agent called him to said that he wanted to come to the Lakers, and I was like, "That's weird," because why is our players calling Magic to come to the Lakers? Isn't Rob Palinka the GM of the Lakers? Isn't Jeannie Buss the owner of the Lakers? Why are they calling Magic? Magic doesn't even work for the Lakers anymore. Why are they calling Magic? That's that's just an automatic red flag for me right there. Right there. So Yeah. That, you can't tell me that's not a red flag. They're calling but Magic no. Johnson. Magic but doesn't even work for the Lakers no more. Why? What? Solo, that doesn't solo, make any sense. Solo. Toto, I love you, so I'm not going to embarrass you, but trust me, it makes sense of why they were called magic. But just continue. Go ahead, because I actually want to know what you're about to say. Okay. I'm actually My hot take hot is the Los Angeles Lakers will fire that bum fraud GM, Robert Prolinka. They will yeah, fire no, him. He is not good at his job. He's a fraud. They're out here calling Magic Johnson instead of him. And all right, anyways. Yeah, totally. That's not happening, bro. They are not firing <laughs> Rapalinka, bro. Um, yeah, there wasn't really like a Burt one this week. It was all pretty good, I have to say. So good job, everyone. All right, PC, will you take us away with your monologue? All our Twitter WHS underscore podcast, our IG WHS underscore podcast, our our TikTok at we hate sports, our YouTube at youtube.com. Slash, we hate sports. Um, call up one, check up on. Uh, it's been uh, an incredible week of sports news as well. We have the national championship going on that we couldn't even get to on the podcast this week. Uh, we'll definitely go over the results for next week's show. Next week, we have We Hate Trivia 13 on the way for you guys. There's plenty, plenty, plenty to talk about uh, for. Uh, Eight Sports Podcast. And plus, we got a lot of surprises coming for you guys in the next upcoming weeks as well. You may even hear a couple of um, couple of uh, recognizable voices as well. You might even see some new members on the podcast as well. There's a lot that you need to listen to, that you need to tune into with the Eight Sports Podcast because we on the rise. Um, so, yeah, that's it for this week. I've already uh, we've already wasted. We're at 2.42 in the recording. Um, so, yeah, it's almost, it is 11.30. So, yeah. I'm PC. I'm PC.
man cannot serve God in the military. Sean is a fraud, big headed ass nigga. Tolu is a fraud. Uh, Trey's the goat. <clears throat> RPWW champion. Just want to throw that out there again. The Broncos are going to the playoffs. This, this North year. Carolina the Jayhawks game is oh, insane. Right wait, wait, Tolu, what's the score? Right, are, are, are the, uh, it's 69 68. North Carolina's up. No fucking way they came back. All right, bro. Yeah, I'm about to go like that game. 